I am a science enthusiast, so I always stop on science videos that I see online. I saw this video uh, out of MIT, and uh, it, it's all about Aeromorph, which is a uh, programmable paper. It takes paper from 2D to 3D structures, and I thought it was fascinating. So we've managed to track down uh, G. Fao, who is the PhD candidate and lead researcher on the Aeromorph project at the MIT Media Lab. Welcome to the show. Hi, Kelly. How are you? I'm fantastic. Now, I'm going to admit here, I'm not a science. I don't have a degree in any kind of science. I just, I find it fascinating. And I love this. uh, I saw your video. I thought it was great. So I want you to run us through this in a way that most people driving their cars right now would understand. So uh, keep it more of a populist uh, sort of explanation. But how do you take paper uh, from 2D to 3D? Well, uh, thank you, uh, first of all. And so uh, let me try to explain this. So what we did is that uh, we first laminate the paper uh, with a type of plastic that is basically can be easily heat sealed, which means that when you heat it up and press it, those material can uh, stick together. Okay. So then, therefore, we basically create an air pouch. Um, so what we did is that we invented a, uh, a sealing geometry that if you seal the material in a specific shape, when you inflate it, and the material will fold to a certain angle and to the, to the desired degree. So based on this phenomenon, we basically uh, designed a software where we can simulate um, different folding angles and directions so that if we give a specific shape saying, hey, um, this is the final shape I want, and then this is a flat sheet of paper that I have, and now put all those kind of hinges on it so that when I inflate it, it will fold to the shape that you want. So basically the designer is working with um, software, and they're creating a pattern. Yes, exactly. It's almost like an invisible texture, but that when you inflate it, those texture will become um, a, uh, a, a sort of like an actuator that can lift up the paper or the fabric. The example on your video is uh, self-folding origami-like inflatable structures. They're absolutely gorgeous. I mean, I love anything visually uh, beautiful, and they certainly are. But what would be the practical applications of a process like this, being able to take a paper and turning it into a 3D structure? Yeah, that's a very good question. So uh, I think we've been thinking about like mostly in the two domain that we're very interested in to looking at the um, the, uh, the application for this technology. The first is in the packaging industry that uh, we like nowadays we buy a lot of stuff from Amazon and then it all comes with some sort of like air cushion to protect that item. Mm-hmm. So we're wondering it wouldn't be nice if like during the packaging process those air cushion can self fold by itself so that it can easily wrap around the item you want to ship. Mm. So first, it saves space, but also it automates the process. And the second domain we're very interested in that. So this mechanism can be also applied to the fabric. So we're thinking, why you know why not this can be used in the fashion industry, right? Like what, like you know, if you're wearing a dress or wearing a shirt, maybe uh, this could help you know like transform the shape of the things you are wearing. Depends on what kind of occasion or events you are going to. Sure, it could create texture, or you know, Seinfeld, the famous puffy shirt, could actually be. A puffy shirt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I would imagine this would be, you could uh, apply this to something like uh, if you are a mountain bike racer and you want to put uh, some sort of air cushion at, like an air knee pads built right into your uh, clothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and all those process can be uh, uh, precisely calculated and simulated. 
Wow. And what we, do you think you could see this um, process uh, moving towards something that we could use if we have uh, 3D printers at home? Would we be able to eventually be sitting down with our own tool at home using this process and design, you know, uh, everything from clothes to uh, something to package that we're going to send? Um, yeah, I, I think, of course, I mean, like the process that we develop, it's like easy to adapt uh, for, you know, people who are like, you know, like crafts or making things, but also like uh, for a, um, um, a larger scale, we're also uh, trying to work with the factories, um, uh, actually specific in Shenzhen this summer, we're trying to see how can we actually scale this up, you know, goes beyond the lab, actually going to the factory and then to mass produce those material. I think it's fascinating. You know, another thing that I find fascinating is where these ideas germinate, where they originally, uh, where they originated. Where where did this idea originate? Was it uh, through nature? Was somebody looking at a plant? What what happened? Well, I think it's definitely in our group, uh, in the research group at the MIT Media Lab, we uh, take a lot of inspiration um, uh, from, you know, from the nature or from uh, the product that we've been using and taking for granted. And uh, we have been working on this idea of, you know, soft inflatable material for quite a long time. And this is one of the examples that, you know, the latest uh, uh, progress that we had that which more focusing on, you know, using the paper or fabric, those kind of like a normal material uh, to create those kind of transformable uh, uh, shape. So there wasn't a moment where you guys were out to beer, out for beer one day, and somebody sitting there folding a napkin and blowing into it. <laughs> well, I think um, uh, that would be definitely uh, uh, a good story to tell. Go with actually, it. Like, Have yeah. it. Yeah, but I think the thing is that, uh, I mean, all from, from all this process, it's like, you know, all like accumulated step by step, like, right. you know, this project coming, you know, from a previous experience that we, we tested, you know, probably two years ago. And then it's like, it's it's a long process. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't mean to minimize it with where did, where did it originate, because I know that science doesn't always happen like that. I just love those happy accidents where someone says, hey, maybe we should do this. Uh, you know, it inspires something else. I really appreciate your time. I think it's a fascinating thing you're working on. And I can't wait to like in, you know, uh, design, you know, uh, an outfit that I can wear when I'm mountain biking. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for interviewing. I appreciate the time. If you want to find out more, uh, I will get Chris to put up a link on the Kelly Cotrera page. It's the Kelly Cotrera cheat sheet. Uh, everything you need to know about the show will be there at 640toronto.com. Awesome. I love it. It's called Aeromorph. If you want more details, Google that as well. It's Talk Radio AM 640 Toronto.